we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 15, 2015. Uh, switching gears, uh, this just came out this week in its report entitled Millions of Cancers Could Result from Fukushima Already Hundreds of Times More Thyroid Cancers, Just the Tip of the Iceberg. Worst is yet to come. Enormous spikes in cancer, devastating health effects. This is from Fairwinds Energy Education. Uh, in Fairwinds' latest update of the ongoing nuclear catastrophe at Fukushima Daiichi, Chief Engineer Arnie Gunderson presents two reports that confirm the direct link of numerous cancers in Japan to the triple meltdown. Based on data from Japanese medical professionals and TEPCO, Arnie concluded that heavy radioactive discharges will be the cause of enormous spikes of cancer in Japan. In this video, Arnie recounts his presentation from the 2013 at the New York Academy of Medicine where he forecasts continuous radiation releases from Fukushima Daiichi uh, nuclear plant and also the devastating health effects for the Japanese people despite the chronically underestimated radiation exposure levels propagated by the International Atomic Energy Commission and the Japanese government. Um, and then another report read... Um, from Arnie Gunderson, it's been almost five years from the Fukushima Daiichi meltdowns, and the news from Japan is still not good. Two reports recently released in Japan, one by Japanese medical professionals and the second by Tokyo Power Company, um, TEPCO, acknowledge that there will be numerous cancers in Japan, much greater than normal, due to the radioactive discharges from the triple meltdown. I believe, as do many of my colleagues, that there will be at least 100,000 and as many as one more million cancers in Japan's future as a result of the meltdown. The second report received from Japan proves that the incidence of thyroid cancer is approximately 230 times higher than normal in the Fukushima prefecture, which is more near where, you know, obviously it's, it's ground zero for where the meltdowns occurred. 230 times higher for thyroid cancer. So what is the bottom line? The cancers are already occurring in Japan or just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sorry to say that that is the worst to come. Um, and then he went on to say, I'm coming up with something on the order of a million cancers. We've, we're seeing that already. Kids were tested just in the last couple of months, and almost half of them had thyroid nodules and cysts. So these are just kids that were tested in Japan, and almost half of them had thyroid nodules and cysts? Normally, about 1-2% to of kids would have thyroid nodules. We're seeing an enormous increase in cancer precursor for thyroid cancers. So this is where it starts. It'll start with a nodule or a cyst, and then, and then maybe even if it's not malignant off the very bat, they can morph into that um, with the, all this radioactive iodine. This is why it's so important to make sure that you're, you're flooding your own system with good iodine. Um, because what that's going to do is battle the radioactive. Your your ninety about ninety percent of thi of the iodine in your body is stored in the thyroid gland, and the radioactive iodine. And it's funny because fluoride does the same thing, and bromide does the same thing, and chlorine. These are all bad halogens. Iodine is a good halogen. Okay. Um, now, granted, you could have a toxic form of iodine that's not a good halogen, but it's a good it's a good halogen that our body needs. Our body doesn't need um, like fluoride and chlorine and and um, bromine, you know, um, in any kind of. Now, granted, you could say trace levels in an organic form, 
okay? That's fine. But I'm talking about the inorganic. I'm talking about the, you know, aluminum waste byproduct fluoride and, and the chlorine, you know, you know, which is not good, and, and bromine, which they put in bread. Uh, they, they took iodine out of the bread and put bromine in the bread. And all, all this is just part of the world global plan to kill us and, and to, you know, reduce lifespan and all the stuff. So you've got all of these things now attacking your thyroid gland. You've got the radioactive iodine in the seas that are that are that um, is making the Pacific a total dead zone that we've reported on. Now you've also got it released in the air. Those air clouds have come over and they've fallen on America. Now, granted, it's not probably the same concentrations as Japan because everything dilutes over time. But still, we've still gotten. Uh, there's been all kind of spikes of cancer, childhood cancers, and and, and uh, thyroid cancers in California on those West Coast cities. And we're still getting that, okay? And then if we had, let's say, you know, we've got these hundreds of nuclear power plants in America, if any one of those was hit during a false flag nuclear event, you know, and what you really want to do is you want to have your thyroid already preloaded with the iodine because you're probably getting exposed to it to a certain extent now, and it's not like it just happens overnight. You can't achieve iodine saturation of a thyroid gland in one day. Not proper. Okay, so I'm, the potassium iodide tablets are all well and good, but really the way to go about it is to take some kind of ongoing, uh, organically bioavailable form of iodine every day, you know, in order to, to um, not only does it help your metabolism, and because your thyroid has a lot to do with your, your metabolism and these types of things, it also has an effect on the kidneys. Um, the thyroid has a lot of different effects in different organ systems, but... Um, you're protecting yourself from potential thyroid cancer. And then what it also does is if, you're, if your uh, thyroid gland is saturated with good iodine, it's going to naturally kick the fluoride out. It's going to naturally kick the bromide out of it. It's going to naturally kick the chlorine out of it and the radioactive iodine. But if there's, if there's no iodine in your thyroid gland or if it's way deficient, then it's just like, um, like a big welcome mat on your thyroid gland saying, come in here and infiltrate me with all the bad stuff. So this is why it's it's so important. And I've, I've put out um, a lot of stuff on iodine over the years. Um, there's a lot of different options out there. I, I really like the one that um, you know, I use from Standard Process, the prolamine iodine. And um, I have that available if, if anybody wants. It's not, it's not a super expensive product or anything. And uh, it's what they call a protein-bound iodine. In, in an organic form um there's other iodines out there and I, I know that you've got the nascent iodine and those iodines and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with those either um but whatever you do um try to get on some type of natural iodine product to protect your family and in yourself and it's only going to have positive benefits for you and um i can i have a file that i send out on this on the iodine that i can if you email me and i'll send it to you but, um, and there's also, here's another thing with iodine. It's just like everything else I've talked about. You need the companion nutrients for iodine to work in the body. Okay, now what are the companion nutrients? Let me just go over this really quick because it, it, this is almost as, as important as the iodine itself because in the body, there's nothing that like operates in the body. There's no one trace mineral. There's no one vitamin that operates in and of itself, um, having no interplay with other 
trace minerals and vitamins and phytonutrients in the body. If you take in a massive dose of any one particular thing, even if it's of an organic form, your body will have to rob Peter to pay Paul to deal with that one um, nutrient or trace mineral or no, normally not so much phyto, phytonutrients, but um, vitamins, yeah, especially if they're synthetic. Um, your body will rob Peter to pay Paul to deal with it. So, and I've done, I'm pretty sure I've done a teaching on this before, just key an iodine in the keyword search. But there's another file I have, and it's the companion nutrients, the key to success on the iodine protocol. Um, the other things that the body needs, okay, um, and the, the question was, so why do so many people state they cannot take iodine due to reaction? The answer may lie in what is termed as companion nutrients. Each of these nutrients are critical to the success of any iodine protocol, and thus it is essential to the proper working of your body. Those companion nutrients are selenium is the number one. Okay, now selenium is also another big one I've talked a lot about, and what selenium does is, is totally inhibit viral replication in the body. One of the many benefits, anti-cancer, it's, it's like a... It's, it's an antioxidant. It's just very, very good for your immune system. Um, but a selenium greatly inhibits viral replication. And that's why when I did all the studies on Ebola, where we talked about how Ebola totally takes all the vitamin C out of your body. I don't mean ascorbic acid. I mean real vitamin C from a whole food source. It totally just basically takes that down to zero. It just annihilates your vitamin C levels, okay? And so the two big things for Ebola were bringing your vitamin C levels up to a high level and then also selenium because selenium totally inhibits viral replication and Ebola was a virus and it was essential. It also said that it totally will take down your selenium levels to nothing. Ebola it had these tendencies to do this. And if you can Ebola in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I got into all this in previous teachings. And Ebola could rear its ugly head again, too. I've seen stuff about it every week, how it's cropped up here, it's cropped up there, and it's not over yet, and I don't know um, how that's all going to play out. But selenium is, is important on a lot of different levels. Now, and then there's magnesium, another companion nutrient for iodine to work. Vitamin C, but I don't mean ascorbic acid that... You know, you realize ascorbic acid, and I've got into this before, any ascorbic acid, unless it's labeled that it's not, that you would buy in a health food store or get in a multivitamin or it's fortified in some type of drink you're taking or food, every bit of that for, that um, vitamin C, which they had termed as ascorbic acid, which is just one component of the vitamin C complex, all of that is synthetically made and from GMO corn unless it's otherwise stated. So if you think you're taking vitamin C, oh, I'm taking my vitamin C, look at the label. If it says ascorbic acid, you're getting garbage. You're getting something that's actually going to hurt you, especially in the long run. They've said that, that long-term exposure to even 500 milligrams of ascorbic acid causes genetic damage to the DNA. Uh, there's reports. And this is how they can come out and demonize vitamins because the synthetic vitamins aren't good for you. You know, you can get a, a good short-term effect off them, almost like taking a drug because they're synthetic, but they're missing all of the cofactors that naturally occur with them in nature. That's why what I specialize in is whole food, clinical, professional line supplements that are in a food base 
And that is the way I believe God would have intended us to get our nutrients, through foods. Okay? Not through some, you know, going into a laboratory, creating, you know, vitamin B12 in a 50-gallon drum, deriving it from coal tar. You know, this is garbage. And then your body has to throw all the stuff at that one mega dose of whatever one nutrient you're taking in order to process and deal with it. So another thing is um, the vitamins B2 and B3, the ATP cofactors. It's another thing that iodine is dependent on. And then unrefined salt. I like the Himalayan, the pink Himalayan, because it's mined. It hasn't been adulterated and tainted. Sea salt, you don't know what you're getting. I mean, look at the seas. You get Fukushima, you got the Gulf oil spill. You don't know what you're really potentially getting with that type of salt. Um, so unrefined salt, I like the pink Himalayan. Um, I'm not saying it's the only kind that's out there, but uh, it's got a lot of different uh, trace minerals. So those are the things that you'd want to consider. Now, what I generally tell people is just make sure you're on a good whole food multivitamin as your base product. Because if you're just taking one thing like iodine, to the exclusion of doing nothing else, even if you're eating organic, chances are the soils, even in the organic, are depleted. You know, they're still playing spraying chemtrails on the soils. I don't, who knows how that's potentially affecting the plants. So it's always good to have a good whole food multivitamin. Um, the ones I carry or uh, use, I have the innate is a one a day. I've tried to make it as easy as possible. Woman's over 40, one a day, whole food, everything's whole food in it, vitamins, minerals, everything. It's more geared for women over 40. There's a men's over 40, one a day. Um, and then there's the men's basically just one a day and men's and women's one a day. And those are the ones that are basically below 40. Um, for the children's, I have a gummy line. It's all organic gummy that is whole food based from fruits and vegetables and they've got an omega-3, they've got a whole food vitamin, and they've got a probiotic. So generally what I tell people is if they're going to just take a base protocol, because I'll get that question, what do I do just, okay, if I need to have the bare bone minimum for health in today's day and age, I would do at bare minimum a whole food multi. Um, and again, I've mentioned the ones that, that I use. Standard Process makes one called Catalan. Um, and Nate also makes one called daily one cap, which is just like, if you don't want the hassle of buying it for specific age group, like the men over 40 or men under, it's one you could kind of give to everybody. Um, those are the ones. Now I'm not saying there's not a, that, not other good brands out there. The health food companies, some of these health food companies are really finally catching on about the difference between synthetic vitamins and whole food. So I'm just telling you what I'm familiar with. Okay. Um, the other thing I would recommend is a flora product. And I don't even mean you have to take the flora product every single day. I think the best one I've ever used is the innate. The innate, really probably overall, if you wanted to do one every day, the innate 2014 is the one I typically use. They have a 5014, which is two and a half times stronger. It's more expensive and you could probably take, get away taking it every other day. So actually it's less expensive if you, if you do it that way. Um, you always take your flora products on an empty stomach, away from food, because you do not want them to be digested, okay? Um, the reason you do that is because a gigantic, huge swath of our immune system is actually comprised in the flora of our intestinal tract. And most people's flora is totally devastated. 
and because they've eaten just meats with antibiotics in them um dairy products with antibiotics they've taken antibiotics cycles anytime you take one of these antibiotic cycles you're essentially wiping out all the good flora in your intestine and what comes and proliferates in its place because whenever you have a vacuum something will always come in to to fill that void well yeast comes in candida okay now we should have a little bit of candida in our system all the time about a 10 to 90 percent ratio is ideal i believe from what i can remember meaning 90 percent good flora 10 percent yeast okay but what we finding what they're finding when they examine people the typical average american or probably person worldwide is they're finding that ratio is flipped they've got 90 percent bad candida with 10 percent flora if they even have that the flora will compete with the yeast okay it's not the only thing you would need to do to kill yeast but it is your base product that you would start with because you got to have it okay i like to do the colloidal silver the mild silver protein the invive um with the um flora together you just take them separately and that'll typically knock down candida levels very quickly okay um my website on that is dr-johnson dr-symboljohnson.com that's the or you can email me i have a newsletter on the candida issue and how to combat that um so i would say a good multivitamin whole food okay a flora product because it's super important and you can't the multivitamin is not going to give you that okay it's also going to help really with regularity um uh with uh battle constipation is kind of a no-brainer thing it has a certain detoxification effect in it and then i would say at this point i would add in the iodine the uh like the prolamine that i have or, or whatever you want to decide on if you want to do a nascent iodine do something along those lines in order to get um because we we're probably being exposed right now and you really should now here's the thing and i get into this in the newsletter um with that you got you you if you're if you're taking your a good multivitamin you're getting a little bit of the trace minerals in there the companion nutrients so it's not like you're just taking it by itself and your body's gonna have to rob peter to pay paul to deal with a large iodine dose you, you're taking your you're, and not only that, but good flora helps to actually manufacture certain vitamins in the body, particularly B vitamins. So you'll get it from that too. Um, and so those would be, I, I would say, kind of a three that, that I would, I'd kind of say would be what you'd want to be your minimum. If you've never detoxed, I mean, that's a whole other issue though. I mean, these aren't, these aren't really, I mean, to a certain extent, yes, they will help with detox, but they're not going to specifically perform detox having a good amount of flora yes will help with detox but it's going to help with the process of detox it's not going to actually do a lot of detox like let's say taking a specific liver cleanse or a gallbladder type thing or or um, now i've gotten to a lot of detoxes lately a lot of different ones you can do there's a lot of very very affordable ones that can be done out there and um I've got into that in the past. I have a file that has a ton of different detoxes you can do. I can send you. I mean, the thing is, I can't put that all in one in one PDF. It would be gigantic, you know, for this. Um, but you can even look in my old older teachings, just key in detox, and, and I've got into a lot. There's ones you can do for radiation. 
There's ones you can do for gallbladder, liver. There's ones you can do along, more along the line of a whole body cleanse, like SP cleanse that I have. That's kind of a whole body. Um, obviously, if, if you're going to go after candida, you use the flora and the silver, and that's more of a candida cleanse. And, and there's a lot. And then I got into the, into the niacin-activated charcoal flush last week. I included some more newer information. I got that in my last health newsletter. And that's why I don't have time to cover this stuff every week and why a lot of times I'll put it in my health newsletter. So if you're not on my email list, I highly encourage you to do that because it, a lot of the stuff I can't cover is listed in there. Um, the niacin activated charcoal, that's a whole other kind of way of going after detoxification. That You're not going to so much target liver gallbladder. You're kind of targeting the fat there. You're targeting all the toxins that are stored in the fat. And um, so that's a whole other thing to think about. Okay, and so beyond that, if you have any type of immune system issues, and in some ways I would almost say fatigue issues, I have found what's indispensable for me is a whole food vitamin C. Some type of whole food vitamin C um, would be where I would start on that because vitamin c is essential for proper adrenal function and with burned out adrenals it is also very 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 hard for your liver for your body in general but your liver in particular to detoxify because the adrenals are actually a backup to the liver in certain regards in order to help detoxification um the adrenals are, are have a lot to do with energy production in the body as well and we unlike animals cannot manufacture vitamin c in the body animals can humans cannot so if your vitamin c stores are low then um what happens is your adrenals will invariably get burned it also has a ton to do with your immune system and i found that if i take you know two to three of the innate c400 that's pretty much what i need every day um in order to keep my c levels up i i do fine i don't get sick you know, I take some zinc. Dude, I do the silver once in a while um, in order to kill off any excess candida, but I generally don't need it. And so that's how I would tell people to try to maintain their immune system, not by relying on the Invive Mild Silver Protein. It's too expensive. I mean, yeah, you could do 15 drops a day as a maintenance. That's fine. And that bottle lasts you for, I don't know, seven, eight months um, at least. That's fine. But in order, I have a lot of people, they'll email me and they're relying on the silver, which is extremely expensive. And I don't, I'm not the one that designs the, the pricing schedule. You're still getting so much more, though, than you're going to get in a 20 part per million in a health food store. 20 part per million in a health food store, you can make like 20 bucks. For me, if I'm like running my special $95 bottle with free shipping in the United States, and it's 5,000 parts per million. Okay, so if you do... If you do the math on that, if you divide um, 5,000 by 20, okay, it's 250 times stronger. So it's like you're getting 250 bottles of 20 part per million for every bottle of 5,000 that you have. So I like to save that, though, um, for, okay, let's say the pandemic hits, that type of thing. And um, so... Anyway, and I've got the I've got specials now all the way from five thousand to fifty seven hundred to ten thousand to the ten thousand seven, all with free shipping. Even if you purchase one bottle, 
and the prices are the best you'll you'll find on the internet. There there's no there's nobody that has those prices like I do. Not even if you go to dr-johnson.com. These specials are not available on that website. All those sales go through the factory, the Invi factory. Okay, um, but if you order from me directly, that's the ones that I have. So then um, you can email me if you want to know more about that. Um, so I would I would say if you're if you're prone to um, immunity issues, immune system issues, you would want to also be on a good whole food vitamin C. Um, because that can just totally change your life, immune system wise. Um, you, if you're normally getting sick two, three, four times a year, that's most likely going to stop. And if you feel your, if you feel something coming on, what you always want to do is you typically have, oh, I don't know, six to eight hour window in there. When if you start ramping up on vitamin C and maybe zinc, maybe the silver. Uh, I like to do a combination approach. You're going to find that you're going to knock that thing out before it actually gets into your system. That's the way to go about it. You don't wait until you get sick and then start taking nutrients. Yes, you can do that, and yes, you're going to get over it quicker, but once it gets to a certain point, it's going to have to run its own course, and you're going to probably be, you know, you're going to probably be laid up in bed for, you know, two or three days fighting it. You know, so understand that's the way the kind of the body works. But you typically have that window at the very beginning where you can knock it out. Okay, but that's when you're aggressive with the vitamin C and you know with things like the zinc and, and the silver and those types of things or echinacea, whatever you want to do. That that's when you get aggressive, because if you get aggressive then, then you don't have to pay the price later when you're like you know, let's say you're sick a week from now. <laughs> You know, or you're just coming through it. I haven't been sick like that. I, keep, I mean, it's been a long time for me. And my weak immune system was the thing that got me into alternative medicine. So it's not like I'm prone to that. It's not like I'm prone to have this really strong immune system. I'm not. Um, so anyway, just some just some things to think about there. Um, more, more headlines regarding Fukushima. Uh, unprecedented largest animal... Um, on Earth, found dead off the west coast of the United States. Big, gigantic whale that washed up there. Very sick, very emaciated. I mean, the whales don't have the food. It's it's killing everything. Even if the whale's living off the plankton, the plankton's all dead from the radiation, then the whales are going to die. You know, not only from the radiation itself, but from no food. The the, the seabirds are dying. We've, we've talked about that. The fish are dying. All the, the doll, I mean, it's they're all dying. It's turning into a gigantic dead zone. And they're doing nothing to stop the radiation leaking into the ocean still. Food supply is being killed off. Many sea creatures affected. Most whales we've been tracking for the past two years are not doing well. I, I think we're going to see more of this. That's what the experts are saying. And then the ne next headline, Fukushima nuclear waste now being found off the U.S. United States on the West Coast. Well, it has been, though. Detected near shorelines of California, Oregon, Washington, Alaska this summer. Highest radiation just miles from San Francisco. There's a map, I guess, they're showing you of the radiation. So, I mean, I wish the headlines were more rosy, but unfortunately, um, this is kind of where we're at. Um, next report, Africa is the Western world's testing ground for microchip implants, weaponized viruses, and experimental vaccines. The African continent continues to be used by Western powers as a testing ground for some pretty heinous things, the latest of which appears to be the microchip implants. 
Um, this is a concept privacy advocates in the U.S. have long warned about. According to Patriot Truther and Business Wire, credit card company Visa recently introduced a new specification for the use of biometrics with the chip card trans transactions that can enable palm, iris, facial, and voice biometrics. This is where we're heading here. This is all leading up to the mark of the beast. The first of its kind technology is designed to be incorporated for use with the EMV or EuroPay MasterCard Visa chip industry standard to ensure the cards can be used around the globe. Um, the current surveillance technology, the biometric cards will also be traceable and trackable as with all biometric data. Um, I've heard they're going to be chipping pretty much all the cards that these companies are going to be sending out. It's imperative that you get one of these like secure ID wallets that will shield them from transmitting or people using um, devices in order to um, uh, uh, get your information off these microchips and, and hack your accounts. Uh, ID Stronghold is one of the companies. I think it's the one I use. Secure ID, maybe another one. I don't know. There's there's two, three, or four of those companies. Um, shielded wallets. You can just do a keyword search for that. Uh, but it's very, very important that, that you have that your family is using those. The biometrics are being sold to customers as merely being helpful, modern ways to prevent fraud and help people pay securely. The architecture of the design by Visa will enable fingerprints, for example, to be securely accepted by a biometric reader, encrypted, and then validated. A Visa bank, which is wholly owned subsidiary of Barclays Africa Group, um, notice it's Africa, will become the first to use the new card. So they're they're basically beta testing in Africa. This comes on the heels of early reports stating that Wells Fargo, one of the most wicked, evil banks on the planet, also wants to begin using secure biometric card technology. Not only are such biometrics like, likely to be tracked, but as more of our personal information is cataloged online and stored in clouds, it will become more vulnerable to hacking and cyber theft. Yeah, absolutely. The biometrics, quote, test in Africa is just the latest evil committed against the people of that continent, as noticed in this open letter published by the Liberian Observer, testing of the Ebola virus had been occurring in Africa for years before the most recent outbreaks. Well, it's, it's where they will generally beta test a lot of things, vaccinations, um, strains of things they want. I mean, they, they infected the uh, hepatitis B vaccines there a um, long time ago when they, were, when they were also injecting the gay male populations, I believe it was in 1978 in San Francisco and Chicago and I believe New York, which started the AIDS epidemic among gay males in um, uh, America. They were also doing that over in Africa. So if you want to know more about that, key in Dr. Lynn Horowitz and uh, just say AIDS and you'll find it. He, he's, he got all the paperwork. It, it, it's, he got all of the official paperwork that they hope, I guess, never leaked out. As noted by our editor, Mike Adams, um, the idea that Ebola might be a genetically engineered bioweapon was openly discussed by a top Liberian scientist named Dr. Cyril Broderick, who published a front-page story in the Liberian Observer containing the astonishing statement that Ebola is a genetically modified organism. Um, Broderick goes on to assert that the U.S. Department of Defense has been using African women and children for bioweapons experiments. In his own words, he talks about the American medical industry conducting, um, conducts biological weapons tests under the guise of administering vaccinations to control diseases and improve the health of black Africans overseas. Speaking of vaccines in Africa, 
Adams reported the following month that the tetanus vaccines given a million of young women in Kenya have been confirmed by laboratories to contain a sterilization chemical that causes miscarriages. And again, they're, they're, they're beta testing all of their really aggressive stuff in third world countries. This is a cruel and subversive act orchestrated by UNICEF and the World Health Organization, you know, supposedly the ones that care so much. Uh, said, we sent samples from around Kenya to laboratories in South Africa. They tested these vaccines, these tetanus vaccines. They were all positive for HCG ant antigen. HCG stands for human chorionic gonadotrophin. It's basically um, something that would be abortifactant for women um, if it was injected into them. Okay, And that's why it says they, they all tested positive for them. And that was the one, one that did that was Dr. Mohammed Nagari of the Mercy Medical Center in Nairobi, as he told LifeSite News. They were all, all the vaccines were laced with HCG. So it's a global um, depopulation plan that is typically most, that where, where they're beta testing and most aggressive in third world countries, see what they can do, refine things, make things more streamlined, and then they introduce it to the masses later when, when they've worked out the bugs. Um, and then we have this report, if you distrust flu vaccines, wait till you see what's coming next, what's coming next. If you think things are bad now with the current vaccine policy, get ready for a potentially even worse nightmare. The FDA standards possibly being lowered to give the green light to industry, researchers are physically genetically engineering vaccines and more. So I'm going to go ahead and play this for about 15 minutes. There's no other word for this but tyranny. Because informed consent is a human right. The human right to informed consent and medical risk-taking must be protected in this and every country. The revolving door between uh, employees of the Department of Health and Human Services who work for the Centers of Disease Control, the Food and Drug Administration, and National Institutes of Health, who then leave government service and go to work for pharmaceutical companies really is something that we should not be allowing. And we have to be vigilant. And we have to understand that once you walk down this road where you are demonizing people and you're isolating them and you're discriminating against them and punishing them if they don't conform with government policy is a very dangerous road to walk down. There is a closing window of opportunity that you have to make a difference in vaccine, the, the, the cultural vaccine war that's imploding on us now. We're going to tell you what you can do. Hi, this is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health, and I'm joined today by Barbara Lowe Fisher, who I'm sure you know is the president and co-founder of the National Vaccine Information Center. Thank you, and welcome, though, and thank you for joining us today, Barbara. Thank you, Dr. Mercola. Well, you know, before we start, uh, I'd like to, because it's been a while since we had a dialogue, and since that time there's been a lot of um, important issues. I don't think we've had an interview since then, but in February of this year, there was a massive, unbelievable, never uh, unprecedented, to be the most accurate term, assault on those who chose to uh, not vaccinate. So I'm wondering if you could comment on that because I don't, I don't think we previously discussed it. Well, yes, we were, we were slammed in this country really starting in January of 2015 
with what can only be described as mass hysteria in the mainstream media who were reporting cases of measles out of Disneyland. Uh, patient zero was never identified. It's still, we still don't know who uh, brought uh, measles into Disneyland. But yeah, nine, nine months later, we don't know. That's right. But public health... I think it was either Mickey Mouse or Goofy. That's my personal... I don't know. I mean, I may be wrong, though. Health officials, uh, pharmaceutical company lobbyists, medical trade organization lobbyists immediately uh, started calling for elimination of the non-medical vaccine exemptions, the religious and conscientious belief vaccine exemptions that exist in this country. Um, at that time, 48 states had the religious exemption to vaccination in addition to medical exemption, and 17 states had a conscientious or philosophical belief exemption in place. As uh, many people know, the result of that hysterical uh, demonization of anyone taking a personal belief exemption resulted in a huge lobbying campaign in California uh, to successfully take away the personal belief exemption in that state, which was both encompassed both the religious and conscientious belief, leaving only the medical exemption, making California only one of the three states in this country that will not allow anything but a medical exemption for which 99.99% of children in America don't qualify under federal guidelines. So California, so, West Virginia... So effectively was, eliminating it. In, in, in essence, unless you can get a doctor... Uh, to write you your child a medical exemption. Your children cannot go to school in California. You are forced to put your ch child in a homeschool situation. I'm calling it segregation of children who do not have all of the state-mandated and uh, recommended vaccines, segregation into a homeschool situation, which is a violation of civil rights. It's a violation of civil rights not to allow children to get a school education. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's very serious. Now, there were 100 bills that were introduced in uh, uh, th th this country, vaccine-related bills, in January, February of 2015 as a result of this mass hysteria about measles cases associated with Disneyland. Uh, in, in one state, Texas, 20 bills were introduced. 11 uh, states, uh, it, the personal belief exemption was attacked uh, for removal. Uh, at the end of the day, though, because people stood up in the states and fought back to try to preserve these personal belief exemptions, the state of California was the only one who eliminate, that eliminated the personal uh, belief exemption. And uh, in Vermont, the philosophical exemption was removed, but the religious exemption was retained. So now you have 47 states that have uh, the religious exemption and medical and... Um, about 16 states left that have the uh, philosophical or conscientious belief exemption. So, and this wasn't some happenstance that just occurred. Oh, this, you know, they rec recorded an episode, uh, an incidence of measles in Disneyland. Uh, it seems quite obvious that this was a well-coordinated and orchestrated, uh, carefully planned uh, event to implement this strategy to essentially compel vaccine use on everyone and give them very little choice if they want to uh, take advantage of the hard-earned money that they are donating or uh, giving through their income tax 
to support the public schools and to avail themselves of that, or even the private schools, in which case they still have to pay tuition in excess of that. They still are required to get this vaccine if they want to, if they want to uh, send their, their child to or engage them in the educational system. Not only have, has California uh, removed the personal belief uh, vaccine exemption for children attending daycare and schools, but they also have just, uh, the legislature has passed a bill to uh, prevent any adult who is a child care worker, a daycare worker, from being employed in California as a child care worker unless they've gotten all the state uh, mandated vaccines. Uh, I understand uh, that adults, uh, parents who want to volunteer in daycare and, and child care centers also will not be able to volunteer and be in those uh, child care centers unless they've gotten all the state-mandated vaccines. And I think, you know, this year was really a turning point in the vaccine safety and informed consent movement in, in, the, in, in the 21st century uh, because this or well-orchestrated move by the alliance, the, the pharmaceutical medical trade and uh, Public Health uh, Agency Alliance uh, to, re to remove all non-medical exemptions and do it in such a, a, a sweeping way uh, is, is something that I think Americans need to wake up and understand. You know, our freedoms are taken away incrementally in this country and we have to be vigilant and we have to understand that once you walk down this road where you are demonizing people and you're isolating them and you're discriminating against them and punishing them if they don't conform with government policy is a very dangerous road to walk down and we have to take action to protect our freedoms well I think I would go a bit further than say it's an alliance. And, and why did you comment on who actually makes the measles vaccine? I believe Merck is the primary manufacturer, even though there's a few others. But the primary one is Merck. Is that correct? Yes, Merck is Merck is has been the sole producer of MMR vaccine in this country uh, for for many for decades. Oh, well, let me let me just thanks for confirming that. I thought it was, but you know that. <laughs> a lot of facts and details get get uh, confused sometimes. It's, but there's so many of them. But here's here's the the reason why I believe it's far more than an alliance. And I would venture to say it's a fascist intervention. Why do I say that? Well, if you study history, you will know that the head of the CDC, the agency responsible for recommending these policies, the head of this, the CDC. And just to give you, a, I, I've talked a lot about the MMR vaccine. I just did a quick keyword search on the site, on the website. And just the, the study I did from 2815, uh, measles vaccine kills more people than the disease. Media buries statistics and studies point to vaccine dangers. MMR, measles, mumps, rubella. Okay. Um, the next portion of that, aborted baby tissue used in procuring MMR2 and ProQuad MMR vaccines and 18 other vaccines. So you've got 20 vaccines now where they're growing them basically as the main tissue meth, uh, media growth factor is aborted babies. So it's just very, very important for them to get you to willingly inject a cursed 
vaccine into your child and into you. And, and again, the Bible says my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And, you know, we, we do not want to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. And these are definitely Satan's devices that we're dealing with here. Um, I did a teaching on 215.15 part 2 um, on uh, the facts regarding the measles, MMR, and ProQuad vaccines. I mean, it's horrific. It's, it's genetically recombined just garbage. And again, just do a keyword search for MMR in the uh, the keyword search box at uh, contendingfortruth.com. Um, another study I did, MMR vaccine, clinical trials result results faked by big pharma. They're all faked, okay? They're, they're lying to you about any type of positive benefits. Shocking U.S. court documents reveal all. Um, measles outbreaks confirmed among children already vaccinated. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. It just never ends with the wickedness that they're trying to pull off. Um, and another report I'd done, what to do for twin autistic boys age three caused by MMR shot and leaky gut syndrome. Um, just the, it looks like there's about six different parts where I've got into um, this, yeah. MMR2 vaccine is also reportedly the only vaccine that contains a genetically engineered GMO human protein known as recum, re, recumbumin, re, re, yeah, re, recumbumin, yeah, like albumin, it's recumbumin, um, yeah, so there's genetic, I mean, MMR is like ground zero for wickedness in vaccines, and I think that's why they would target that one, because from a spiritual standpoint, I think that from a cursed, cur bring a curse on yourself spiritual standpoint, there's probably no one, and also from a physical standpoint, there's probably no other vaccine than the, the MMRs, regardless of which one you get, that do more damage to you, both spiritually and physically. This is why I think it's so near and dear to Satan's cold black heart that he get those injected into you and your family. So let's go back to the report. was a physician. Gosh, I forgot her name now. You remember her name, right? Julie Gerberding. Julie Gerberding, yes. She's an MD. And she was the, 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 the director of the CDC for, I believe, something like seven years. And now, do you know what her position is? She is the president of the Division of Vaccines for Merck. So, I mean, how could that not have played a major role in this whole policy? She was an insider. She knows how the CDC works. She ran the CDC for, for seven years. And now she's the, the president of the company that makes the vaccine. And we see this, this event happen. How could it not, how could it not be anything other than a fascist intervention? Um, I, I, I know that the revolving door between uh, employees of the Department of Health and Human Services who work for the Centers of Disease Control, the Food and Drug Administration, and National Institutes of Health, who then leave government service and go to work for pharmaceutical companies really is something that we should not be allowing. It's not allowed in any other industry. It's not allowed in the defense industry. There's at least a, a certain number, a number of years you have to wait. But there's a long history of, of, of researchers and doctors and scientists who are associated with the Department of Health and Human Services going to, to work for pharma and vice versa. So you have, and the other thing that I think people don't realize is that Congress in the last 30 to 40 years 
has given the green light to federal health agencies to create a formal financial public-private partnership with industry, with the pharmaceutical industry. Now, when you have a business partnership with someone, you are not going to, to, to really have a lot of oversight on the safety of the products that your business partner is creating, especially if, you, if the agencies are involved in, in making policy for how we use these vaccines that the pharmaceutical companies produce and market, and also licensing them for safety and effectiveness, as well as using taxpayer dollars to pay advertising agencies and people within HHS to promote aggressively the widespread use of these products, these vaccines. Now it's gone beyond promotion. It's going into taking out a hammer and clubbing people and saying you may not function in society unless you have gotten all the government recommended and mandated vaccines. There's no other word for this but tyranny because informed consent is a human right. The human right to informed consent and medical risk-taking must be protected in this and every country. Yes, indeed, and that seems to be the direction we're heading is towards more tyranny. It's uh, really sad to see that happen, but you know, thanks to uh, agencies like yourself and then BIC, you're really making a dent and at least slowing down the progression this, to this tyrannical intervention. So uh, I, I, as we record this and when we're, we're airing this for, uh, on the website, it's the beginning of fall. Fall is fast upon us. And we know what happens in fall is the flu season. <clears throat> so we are going to see advertised in airports, at your pharmacy, at your grocery store, that they can have the flu vaccine. And it went, you know, they, I, I've actually personally experienced a new level of this. Incredible. You, never, you don't see this type of advertising for any other product. You just don't. What product do you see advertised at a, as a public service in the airports? It just doesn't exist or at your grocery store. Yesterday, I, I, I moved to Florida and I have a, a relationship with a medical clinic down here because not to, because I haven't seen a doctor in 15, 20 years for, for a medical illness, but I, I need to have a, a physician relationship to fill out paperwork for insurance forms to do an EKG to get, you know, to, just to get the basics done. So they obviously had my contact information, my phone number, my email. Yesterday, I received not only a phone call, not only an email, but a text, a text telling me that the flu vaccine was available and important that I could consider getting, or I should get, I need to get. I mean, I was outraged. I'm going to talk to the medical, I'm calling the medical director today. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind about this. And uh, I don't even think it's legal to do that. But I mean, this is, a, this is a, you know, a, a dramatic example of how they're just reaching into every area of our lives to bat us, bash us over the head with a, with a bat to, that these vaccines are important, they're necessary, and, and when in fact the exact opposite is the case, that there is just no evidence that in this case the flu vaccine even works. Oh, in many years you have a really low effectiveness rate. I think in the last few years there's been like, in one year it was like 10% effectiveness. That's like nothing. 
So, I, I, and I don't even agree with that because I know so many people that have gotten the flu shots and then they're sick like that day or the next day. Or the elderly, it's well known this time of year when the flu shots come available, they're going to have a whole bunch more beds freeing up. There was like six people died in one week alone at some uh, nursing home in like Georgia last year from the flu shots. I mean, all kind of beds open up because that's the fat final thing that puts them over the edge. I had a patient, I, I've told this many, many times, and they treated him for personal injury and hadn't seen him. His wife came back in, I don't know, months later in order to, I don't know, maybe just tie up some loose ends of his paperwork. And I asked about him and she says, oh, he died. And I'm like, well, what happened? And she's like, oh, he, he died the day after he got a flu shot. I mean, you know. But you can't, they're, they're immune from, from prosecution. You, you, can't, you can't prosecute any of the, the vaccine makers. That's, that's law now. And so they're totally above the law. Totally exempt from prosecution. So they, they have just a a uh, basically a satanic get out of jail free card then they can do whatever they want and there's no there's no risk of going to jail or prosecution so they can be as rogue and as evil as they want to be and and you know we evidently don't have uh, they feel we don't have any right to say anything about that oh yes there's a there are serious problems with the vaccine flu vaccine working there are also cases it's, it's among the leading cases in the vaccine injury compensation program awards for, for people who are injured, adults, there are more adults uh, who are getting awards for influenza vaccine injuries than any other injury in the compensation program. So what, what is now, the, remember, the compensation program is not suing the vaccine companies directly. It's a compensation program that's been set up by Big Pharma in order to basically pay off these people that have been vaccine injured and as a result of the payments payoffs that they're getting a lot of times these people i I guess they feel they have no choice because they're burdened with a family member now that requires 24 7 care they don't have the financial means to take care of them so part of the part of the process is okay here we'll pay you off but you have to you know basically say you're never going to disclose any of this information you're going to keep your mouth shut so that we can keep this gravy train rolling and we can still keep maiming and killing people and decimating them and shortening their lifespans or just killing them outright. So that's that's what she's in reference to. What is the award for? Is it Guillaume Barre? Guillaume Barre is, yes. Guillaume, most of it is Guillaume Barre, which is, you know, you can be literally completely paralyzed from the neck down, uh, not able to, to do anything. If you get a very severe case of Guillain-Barre. But hey, you didn't get the flu, and that's the important part. Hey, yeah, I'm paralyzed from the neck down. But the trade-off is, I got through flu season. Oh no, actually, hold on, I got the worst flu of my life, and then I got Guillain-Barre. Oh, okay, so scratch that. Barre syndrome, uh, following vaccination. So it's a it, it, people need to wake up and understand that you 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 need to get information about not. So basically, that's you know. That's just some more updated information. I would encourage you to fight, you know, whenever you you can. I try to put out a lot of different links, proactive things that you can do in my newsletters regarding, you know, fighting fighting this. If there's no pushback, basically that gives the Illuminati uh, the green light to go ahead and further implement more more draconian agendas if there's no um, outcry or pushback. And I'm hoping that if enough people get educated on this subject 
that this outcry would get larger and larger. And you would think it would with more and more people becoming vaccine injured and more people's lives being ruined and decimated. And as they increase the vaccine schedule to where it's like, what now, around 50 for children, now they're going to want to try to push that up to 150 is really all of the vaccines they have in the pipeline. It's probably going to go much higher than that. And it's, what I'm saying is it's never going to end, you know, with, with this. It's, it will never be enough for Satan until you're in the grave. That is when, and then if you're unsaved, then he gets you, well, I'm not saying he gets you so much, but you get to go to hell. You know, and this is where Satan wants to get everybody into hell in the lake of fire is essentially his goal. And um, this is a very, 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 very serious thing that, um, you know, is not being really taken seriously enough by the masses as far as I can see. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead, and I'm not meaning my listeners, but the masses in general. I'm going to go ahead and end part two there, and we'll go to part two next, or part three, sorry. God bless.